It's time to rejoice. <laughs> good job, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the Rechoice Podcast, a place to listen again, choose wisely, and live joyfully. My name is Joe Pellerito. You're here at the Rechoice Pod where you hear valuable lessons from a variety of people who have something in common, a reflective and resilient mindset. There are three basic steps to rechoice. Name an experience, choose a rechoice word, and then connect the two. You can read more at rechoicepod.com, but now it's time for the show. This is a short and sweet reflection episode for the month of April, where I share your your comments, and I pull these from interactions with RechoicePod.com and social media. I'll also share some final thoughts as we look ahead to the month of May. So here we go. There's something about a wind chime. I love that peaceful sound of this one on our back deck. What does wind chime represent to you? For some, people get a wind chime after a person has been lost, and so that wind chime symbolizes that person who's gone. And we have lost people during this pandemic. Currently, my family is very healthy, and I trust they will remain so. I do have some friends uh, who have lost people during COVID-19. Let's face it, this has been an odd April. It has felt like a storm, such as this one you're hearing from earlier this month. We've all hunkered down. We're not sure when it's going to be over. We keep having to adapt. We hope we're doing things right. In my conversations with educators doing remote learning virtually overnight, they've needed to be reassured that whatever it is they're doing, it's enough for right now. Because none of us have ever had a class called Pandemic 101. The good news. The sun keeps coming up. The grass is growing, even in Michigan. And spring is finally here, as you can hear from these spring peepers a couple of blocks away. Spring is that annual reminder of rebirth. And I think that applies to the time we're in right now. So what is growing inside of you? It takes courage to take new steps, especially when it's easy to be fearful. Things will never be the same. And I hope that includes me as well. My boss, Susan Flippen, reminded me that it won't be when things return to normal. It's when things return to better. I've been asking friends and family about 
the unexpected gifts that have happened during this unexpected time. For example, my son Danny, he's cooking more. He recently looked up the Olga bread recipe and made some, and boy, it was delicious. Liz Guzman from Texas, she responded, how much time I have gotten to spend not with not only my daughter, but also my husband. We've had a chance to slow down and take walks and talk to one another. My Uncle Drew from Florida says how clean the air is right now all over the world. And my Aunt Val, it's how people who have become aware of and grateful for some others who they usually don't notice, like grocery clerks, shelf stockers, delivery drivers, postal workers, not to mention others that are first responders, and hopefully we won't lose that awareness. Jessica Baker in Michigan, she uh, recently posted that um, she wanted to know something that people have done during their stay-at-home order that they normally would not have done. And so for her, it's working out five times a week, um, but also washing her walls. Yes, washing her walls with Murphy's oil soap, hot water, and good old-fashioned elbow grease. Um, Jasmine Ramahi, uh, she has been more intentional about getting 10,000 steps in every day, and she has not missed one. Amy Mandu uh, has actually picked up some extra work every Saturday and Sunday shift since the whole thing has started. Uh, Joseph Marsiglia, he has gone on walks with his daughter twice a day, adding to about three miles a day, and normally wouldn't have time to do such long walks. They've painted the bathroom and a Marvel movie marathon with his wife that, once it ends, will become a Seinfeld marathon. Cassio Stindy, she's put the laundry in the washer, the dryer, folded it, and put it away all in the same day. Brandy, Brandy Brunn, became a pseudo-teacher, painted her basement, and has been cleaning out closets and cupboards, read a book, adult coloring books, and actually watching TV. Andy Witzak has cooked pizza from scratch. He plays sports like crazy with Thomas, and he worked out twice a day, changed to a veganish diet. All cool stuff. Um... He also just loves seeing all the fun, cool things that everyone else has been doing. And Rachel Ubaldo, puzzles, 1,000-piece puzzles. I've noticed people rediscovering the music that they used to listen to, such as my friend from Texas, Johnny Lathrop, who has alphabetized 1,400 records. And how about rediscovering some new skills? Malik Baker has become a TikTok master. TikTok, you don't stop. And thank you, Malik, for teaching me how. I've seen many people taking steps forward, and I literally mean that, with virtual 5Ks, such as the Bob, the Bob Ross uh, Happy Little Trees 5K, and uh, Carrie Davies, who recently completed her half marathon um, virtually. And as tough as this time has been, there have been many happy moments Introducing an old movie to our kids, rediscovering photos, learning to Zoom with family members. I've seen acts of kindness from our community, whether they be shout-outs to the class of 2020 through chalk on the sidewalk, signs hung in support of essential workers, 
or meals bought and delivered for those working in our local hospitals. Of course, I've been inspired by uh, watching my friends make masks for people. Um, thank you, Rachel Decker, for ours. And, uh, you know, the other cool thing um, I've been seeing is that people are TPing other people, and it's actually a good thing. Instead of leaving it on the trees, they leave it on the front porch with a, a card. I have one more happy moment from this month. I borrowed this from Paul Gilmartin's podcast called The Mental Illness Happy Hour and asked for his permission to share the moment, as well as the individual who had contributed her original story to Paul's show. She said, go ahead, but wishes to remain anonymous. So here we go. With everything going on in the world right now, I experienced a brief of moment of jo- a brief moment of joy this week at a time when I really needed it. Like many of others, I've many others, I've all I've had all my fun stress relieving activities canceled, but I'm still expected to participate in all of life's stressful things with a few more pieces of poop added on top. My husband and I are in a quote essential businesses that won't shut down. Essential is in quotes because I'm not sure I fully agree that we are essential. We have both had people with positive cases at our jobs and continue to work on site every day. In an effort to reduce exposure to people, my work has sent about 50% of us to night shift. So now I see my husband for one to two hours per day. This especially complicates things because we are trying to have a baby, which we are, if we are successful, everyone will think is a COVID baby. But we've been planning this for over a year and the timing is just unfortunate. Last week, We had a false positive pregnancy test, which added some more unnecessary stress to the whole thing. Anyway, when at work, everyone must go outside to eat lunch at midnight in our cars because we cannot congregate and break rooms are closed. Despite being April, it has been stupidly cold and going outside to eat has been miserable. It snowed last week during the night twice, the second time after it snowed, Everyone was on their way out to their cars in the morning after our shift. All of us were tired and not looking forward to scraping snow off our windshields again. It was at this time that my coworker turns to me and quietly but seriously says that we should throw snowballs at one of the managers. For a second, I thought he was joking, but without hesitation, he bends over, makes a snowball, and pelts it straight at the manager. For a moment, I was stunned, but was soon relieved when the snow was thrown back in our direction. Game on. I quickly dropped my laptop in my car and took cover behind an SUV. Someone else joins the manager's team. It's two on two. This manager had been kind of irritating me lately. I don't think he respects my opinion. Talks down to me sometimes. I'm not sure if it's because I'm a woman or because I look young or something else, But this must have been in the back of my mind because I've never thrown so accurately in my entire life. I'm talking sniper-like precision from a good decent range. I hit him square on the chest and all of the tension I had been feeling evaporated. He fired back but missed. I hit him in the upper leg. My teammate then nails the other guy in the face and breaks his glasses. This ends the battle. We had three lethal hits on them and none on us. Victory. This maybe lasted five minutes total, 
but it was the highlight of my week. I play roller derby and dearly miss the release I get from hitting people and from being competitive with my teammates. This filled that void for a couple of minutes. And for that brief period of time, the world wasn't full of serious, scary, and awful things. It was full of playfulness again, and it felt so carefree. Although there is nothing normal about throwing snowballs in a parking lot after working a night shift during a pandemic in April, it felt more normal than anything else in the last month. I'm so very grateful for that moment. My hope for you, listener, is that you walk in hope. When things get back to better, what have you learned from this odd time that has refined you? You get to decide what to add or strip away for your new normal. It brings back a core question I'm always asking, pandemic or not, from poet Mary Oliver, and that is, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? In fact, let's narrow it down even further. Four words from my friend Ron Fox, a phrase he lives by. Today is the day. All right, as we wrap things up, Shelly Tabor says one of the things she is most appreciating right now is the return of all kinds of birds to Michigan and their songs in the trees. So, to conclude, I'm excited to share a relevant song from a friend named John Zania. John and I grew up together. I graduated with the sister Debbie, and they both have been longtime talented musicians. John is now a teacher on the east side of Michigan at Chelsea High School. And thank you for letting me share your song, John, from a favorite album of mine, The Bird is a Song, where each song centers on a different type of bird. You can access the album at bandcamp.com or go to a direct link in the show notes. And now, John Zania and the Mania presents The American Robin. I like the cardigan you wear Sign of springtime Used as a heavy-handed metaphor Pardon comparisons to Something so unlike you Take them as compliments of the deepest kind After a long Michigan winter After a hundred days of white and gray After a long, long time of asking This is so Sign of springtime Not that the choice was ever up to you It is a welcome change from All the others I knew During the interview 
Thank you, John Zania, for that tribute to the state bird of Michigan. And again, listeners, you can access John's music in the show notes. Walk forward in hope. April showers bring May powers. Your abilities to control what you can control. Learn something new and put your best foot forward. We have an incredible lineup of guests in May to inspire you on your walk, including our first guest from Texas, our first guest from Chicago, and an episode dedicated to the class of 2020 featuring seniors from across the state of Michigan. Reframe your past, renew your present, and reclaim your future because after all, it is always a choice. See you next time. Thank you.